in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top 10, uh, the show where we answer all your questions, comments, and thoughts about the world. Right, Matt? Whatever you guys want us to discuss, just head over to patreon.com forward slash the top 10. You can find the email address over there and you rifle it in. Uh, it could be a movie topic, TV, who knows? Sports seems to come up in waves. Um <laughs> True. But it's whatever you want us to talk about. Sometimes you guys are too good at it and you give a question that's meaty and you really want to think about it for mm. a chunk of time. And uh, to you, I say kudos. Uh, <laughs> kudos. Yeah. It's whatever you guys want us to talk about it. And uh, I believe it's your turn to start, sir. Okay. Uh, let's jump into it then. First one's from Joe Abara. Joe, Joe, Joe. He says, hey, ho, top 10 show. Hope I'm not pulling a Lemke, but I'm going to double wield here with two questions. First one is for both. Do you think there are some properties or types of film that are just not meant for the big screen? With Snake Eyes coming out, the trailer completely underwhelmed me. The first two G.I. Joe movies were absolutely horrible. Yeah. I, hope I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but Snake Eyes doesn't look as good either. I think you can say the same about the American Godzilla movies. The 2014 film was fine, but no Zilla film in the United States has ever received universal praise from the movie-going audience. Video game movies, too. The newest Mortal Kombat was so boring, I prefer the 1995 film. Sonic, you can say, is the best, but if you ask me, I thought it was meh. Second question is kind of a weird one. It might be peeling back the curtains a little bit, but I was just curious. When was the last time we saw each other in person? Not trying to be funny, but do you miss seeing each other face-to-face? It was sort of a bummer when I heard you two had never have never seen a movie together before. Maybe sometime this year we can maybe have a Patreon watch along with a movie voted on by the fans. Okay, so first question, Matt, do you think there well, are some properties? Oh yeah, go ahead. Yes. Well, I was going to say it, it might be first night, last night. Can't remember the name. Yeah, last night, Transformers, last night. That might be uh, that could be that doing. very well could be to answer your uh, second one. <laughs> Because that's the easier to the answer. Last time we saw each other was I don't know uh, February of last year. Yeah, before I well, before I moved. So October yeah. of last year was the last time we saw each other to kind of handle some business and and whatever. And uh, that's yeah, true. yeah, yeah, that was the yeah, last time really we actually brief. saw each other. Yeah, really brief. Yeah, because um, uh, we were packing up to go. I think the next day or the, the second day after that, after we'd seen each other. So yeah, so no, we haven't seen each other since then. Um, but yeah, um, we might be watch, doing a watch along. That's maybe, sure. maybe it's possible. The second one, so mm-hmm. Snake Eyes looks basically like a continuation of the previous crap to me. Wow, really? Okay. The trailer doesn't look; it doesn't excite me at all. Now, it obviously is clearly me bringing in baggage from the previous, <laughs> which is fair. Totally yeah. fair. And I'm not. I'm not judging it based solely on if it existed and there was nothing else, like when mm. Iron Man came out. Right. And like, right. boom, there's just a snake eyes. And like, oh, they're trying to jumpstart. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, but because I, I, I don't know. Um, the thing is, though, 
So sometimes in films that just aren't meant for the big screen, implying what? They shouldn't be made at all or should be made for TV? I think it made for TV is what he's essentially implying, that they belong, that just work better Okay. On the small Do you think screen. Snake Eyes would be a good TV show? I think it'd be an interesting Maybe. TV show. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it like the the Marvel Netflix shows, you could totally do Snake Eyes in that style, like Daredevil was or Punisher was. Yeah. You could yeah, absolutely do it in that style. Um, but if you did it like, you know, for fucking ABC, I don't think it would be as good. I think you'd have to do it that other direction. Yeah. You can't CW this one. No. <laughs> oh, God, no. no. Yeah. No, well, because it's, he's, he's a freaking ninja. Yeah. So they're all going to be quiet assassination storylines until he does the big team up type of thing. Right. I want that to a, be our next shirt. He's a freaking ninja, man. He's a freaking ninja. <laughs> so if you're going to do a standalone movie, there's not going to be a lot of explosions. He wasn't trained no. to do that. Right. Um, it could be an interesting. Yeah. If you say like the you know daredevil, I could see that working. Yeah. That seems more like. Obviously, people hated Iron Fist, but that was kind of the vein, you know, the Asian okay. stuff, uh, training, all of that, martial arts, all of that could definitely be a part of the Snake Eyes story on the small screen. I actually liked the last trailer that came out. Uh, I didn't do a reaction for it, but I liked it, and I I thought it was uh, better than the first trailer. Gave us a little more of the relationship between the two guys and some more of the action sequences. Get a little more Baroness. Not as much with... Um, <laughs> What's the other girl? Oh, sorry, I always forget her. Didn't know Baroness was in this. I've only seen like two seconds of the first trailer. Oh, okay. The new trailer has way more with Baroness in it. And um, oh god, mm-hmm. I can't remember her on the GI Joe side of things now. Damn it. I do like um, Baroness. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Samara Weaving is playing um, the other character from the GI Joe side of things. I know people are yelling at the screen right now or at the their uh, iPods to, or iPhones telling. They're me. not. No, you don't think so? Okay. No, I don't think it has quite the built-in fan base just yet. So (laughs) there there might be a a couple, but Mm. they're not going to be a mass horde. uh, But it's a character from the animated series. I just can't remember. Scarlet. Sorry, Scarlet. Oh, Scarlet? Scarlet. Okay, good side. Yeah, so yeah, she'll be there. And Samara Weaving is is playing Scarlet. So that'll be she barely says anything in this last trailer so you they're keeping under wraps a little bit does baroness have the accent i think so yes okay yeah yeah yeah. boy that's got to either be fantastic or cartoonish i don't really see anywhere in between i hope it's fantastic i hope so too i like the look of it we'll see if it yeah i like baroness from the show right but i i I reject uh abara's um foundational point here that do you think there are some properties types of film that are just not meant for the big screen no i don't think that's true at all i think if you have the right director the right actors the right producers the right production team you can bring anything to life do you doubt denis villeneuve taking on the gi joe franchise would you really doubt that situation i wouldn't so when you have the right director behind it i think anything is possible i think you can bring anything to the big screen and they have yeah. to understand the property, understand the foundation of the franchise. Right. And you can art, we can bring up Michael Bay again. I know everybody argues about these transformers films, but again, the quality you can argue, but they made four and a half billion dollars. So something about the foundational construction of those movies. Yes. Appeal, right. Appeal to enough fans of the transformers movies to have them come back over and over and over again to watch each installment. Mm-hmm. Until the until last night when it you know kind of fell off. Yeah, the you'll, you'll have far more people 
you know, you were worried about the backlash from GI Joe fans. There aren't as many cinematically, whereas Transformers, right? The whole world is against you on this. Yeah, yeah, you really got to get it right with yeah. Transformers. You're right. Yeah, um, right. yeah. Well, I'm saying against a negative stance on this. The whole world was collectively. Mm. The whole world went and saw it. Right. So right. it's a resounding success. Now, if you didn't work for you, well. It doesn't really matter because it worked for how many millions upon millions of people that saw yeah. it in a theater. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I could slag off on Michael Pay, but there's no way you can say he's not successful. And he does. Yeah. He does have a style. He's an auteur. Yeah, he is. You may not like what he's rendering. Right. But yeah. you can't deny that he comes in. He's got a presentation and a way and a style that you can say that is very Michael Bay. Yep. Uh, without knowing that he's attached to it. And that says something. Yeah, I agree um, a thousand percent. Yeah, that's tough to do. You need to be indelible in some regard. Yep, yep. Um, okay, anything more on this? Yeah, I, I think some things are much better served on television because you can slowly build out a story and within yeah. two, two and a half hours is going to be difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you're not wrong. The You get the right combination, anything's possible. I feel like, yeah. You know, but I get I mean, I get what he's trying to say, but I, I just don't believe anything is impossible if you've got the right people involved. That's yeah. Um, but at this point, okay. like G.I. Joe seems like a shameless cash grab. <laughs> Maybe. It does. The jump started your, toy line and it's your IP. You've got to do something with your IP, Matt. Yes. But when you've rendered modest success in the past with it. Hmm. Sure. At what point is the law of diminishing returns going to catch up with you here? Yeah. I think it already has. If you look at those last two films. Yeah, that's for sure. I would agree with that. But I mean, they, they even like the second film were like, let's kill everybody off of the first film and put in the rock and Bruce Willis. We're set. And I think it's, is John M. Chu or James Wan, the director of that film. So either way, question. I do not know. Either way you go, you still have an incredible director behind the scenes. Retribution or retaliation. That's what it is. Sorry, I thought it was retribution. My bad. John M. Chu, who just did In the Heights, which if people, whoever went to see it, pretty much loved it. The critics loved it. And of course, Crazy Rich Aces. So let me ask you that. As as a Latino, where do you stand on the Rita Morena? Stuff because I, I I agree with yeah. her. I think primarily. I, I with well, I think she. How can I say this correctly? I think she indulged her inner Latina or her outer Latina in the response, okay. which we as Latinos know. Like, we don't need to be politically correct amongst our own people. Like, we can say our truths. We all understand that. We're all passionate people. We get it. It's factored in, right? Okay. But I think she's a public figure. And so I think it was Colbert or whatever she, whatever yeah, she was on. Yeah, it was on Colbert. It was a Colbert I didn't see the clip. I just read a transcript of it. Yeah. She kind of, she said, you know, like, it's they're making it, we just can't, we can't have anything. We can't have anything. And I get it. Because what she's saying basically is, let us have this. Let us yeah. get one film through the well, fucking door. Celebrate. Then, yeah. The achievement that this is, and let, we'll, we'll move on. We'll have this conversation. I'm not against yeah. this conversation, but we don't need to have it right now. Right. And I think the same thing happened, always happens, right? The first woman, I mean, a lot of people were freaking out that Sarah Palin might become president 
uh, if uh, John McCain had won and died, yeah. that she'd have been the first female president, not Hillary Clinton, right? Uh, and so people, that's not the right woman to be president. I'm sure there were people when Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier who said he's not black enough. Uh, and I just saw um, the new documentary, which is stellar, by the way, about the of uh, the black Woodstock that happened on the same weekend in Harlem, but that the footage had they thought had been lost mm. until they found it in the basement of this guy's belongings. And they put it all together and it's gorgeous. And the fifth dimension is on there, Marilyn McCoo. And she says, like, we were worried about going to Harlem because the big knock against us was that we weren't black enough, that our sound wasn't black enough. So when we went to Harlem and we played and the fans and the people there loved us and embraced us and she started crying. She said it meant so much to me at that time because I am black and that is my community and to have my community reject me hurt. Yeah. You know, and it was because a their sound, but also their light skinned. And there is a thing about that even within the Latin community, clearly, because that's the genesis of this thing with Rita Mendes. So I would say this. I think Rita misspoke and she walked it back, or she spoke her truth, but she walked it back out of respect. But I think the better answer is to say, absolutely, you're valid to have this concern and you're right and they should have done a better sure. job. That I mean, being yeah. said, though, let us break through with this. Exactly. Then we can open the door to other. But we didn't even break through with this. Uh, so you're not going to get your representation either way. So well, what the fuck? That's uh, what I said. Yeah, I just don't understand the. Hey, let's let's enjoy the fact that the door is open. It's cracked yeah. for us for once, as opposed to why didn't it open a hundred percent and be like, because there, there's been resistance. Yeah, let's. It, I'm not saying the resistance is correct. Right, it isn't. You're right, but there has but been resistance. Resistance. There has. There's a reason we're talking about a crack. Yeah, like so. Let's fucking but, celebrate that crack and build upon it because yeah. so society moves at a glacial pace as unfortunate as that is. Yeah. Uh, Some people are upset that I've said this, but uh, it's my honest belief is that I think people shouldn't go because they don't give a shit about Latin stories. I don't think they give a fuck about Latino story that they give a fuck about black stories nowadays. And, and we've got to get there. And so I, we got to have more opportunities to get. Don't you think it's either. I, I, I see. I chalk that up to, Hmm. Let's see how West Side Story does because musicals as a whole are tough to make into a financial success on the box office. You are appealing to a niche audience. Yeah, but it, you know, uh, Greatest Showman made $450 million. Um, True, but they also had the star oh, power of Hugh Jackman. Right. So you look at this, uh, um, if you compare it to West Side Story, that's Steven Spielberg. Like that puts butts in seats. But so the, I don't think it's a direct one on one comparison. Yeah, but the star, and it's also a well-known cinematic property. Too, exactly. Versus exactly. In the Heights, which they was know. a play that most people know as the play before Hamilton. Right. Yes. Yeah. The musical before Hamilton. Uh, yeah. But all the all the things that the pundits said, oh, it was uh, marketing. I was like, bullshit. The marketing was great. Oh, they didn't have any stars. Bullshit. 1917 didn't have any fucking stars. They nominated yeah. for Best Picture. Oh, it, you know. It just uh, didn't resonate. It just, yeah, for whatever. I, I, I just think you can't just say, oh, it's musicals. People hate musicals. Bullshit. People go to musicals. I think it's I think it's overall just that for whatever reason, and I believe it's a little bit of maybe not racism, but maybe quiet racism in that like I don't want to see a Latino story about these people in Washington Heights. Like I, I don't have no it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, I, just, I think that was a part of it. Uh, I think you know. you're not wrong. I just yeah. think the fact that it's musical first and foremost, you know, 
Yeah, it's tough. I get it's, it. It's get an it. uphill battle. Right. Look at Cats. Well, that was a shit film, dude. This is a fucking stellar but film. It had the pedigree and all yeah, the sure. star power and got released at the time of year. That yeah. had everything going for it, except apparently it is a dog shit movie. Oh, yeah. I think musicals oh. do not make money no matter who the stars are, if they're shitty musicals, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Musicals that are good and have a star, have a way better chance. You know? By the way, a donut truck just drove past my house and oh, they're called the yeast, uh, the yeasty boys. <laughs> oh, they were a bagel truck. I apologize. The yeasty boys. It's not bad. The, yeah, boy. Uh, anyway. <laughs> what would be the name of yeasty boy sandwiches? All based on songs. From the Beastie Boys, that would be funny. Well, that would be good. I wonder if they take it that far, right? Uh, and I doubt the Beasties care. The two surviving members at this point, but I bet one of them has a stake in it. I bet. Oh, you think so? Maybe uh, you never know. I think. I mean, they originally came from the punk scene, so I, I'm pretty sure they would appreciate everything about that and go make your money and you do you. Yeah. As opposed to Metallica would try and sue to get them shut down. <laughs> Fucking Lars. Fucking Lars. And I love Metallica, but you guys are way too litigious to be the outlaw metal badasses that you want to be. (laughs) That's what kills me about Metallica. You had a chance, and then you rely on a lawyer just a little too much. You sue that daycare. (laughs) That's no good. Just ridiculous. (laughs) All right. What's our our next question, Matt? Uh, (laughs) Oh. Our next one comes from uh, Tim Williams Nice, and says, Hey, Matt and John, hope you blokes are doing well. Last year, I asked a question, which actors would you use in Tarantino's next film? I thought I'd try this again, but with Nolan Cass. So again, the rules. Pick one actor or actress from each group. Pick one actor or actress that's never been in a Nolan film. And finally, tell me the era and what it's about. Wow. So here are your groupings, John, to choose from. Group one, DiCaprio, McConaughey, Christian Bale. Group okay. two, Hathaway, Johansson, Chastain. Group three, Tom Hardy, Hugh Jackman, John David Washington. Group four, Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh, Marion Cotillard, and Elizabeth Debicki. Or Debicki? Yeah, Debicki. Group, group five, Michael Caine or Killian Murphy. I'll let you guys pick one more actor actress. Not from these groups, but anyone who has uh, been in a Nolan film before. Guy Pierce, Elliot Page, Liam Neeson, Carrie Ann Moss. Thanks again. Thanks once again, Legends, for the excellent content. John, I'm writing this on the John Ritter. Yeah. Yeah. That's slang for the shitter in Australia. Timothy is from Australia. Um, interesting. So what are we saying? we got to pick one from each category. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, basically pick okay. one from. All right. And then tell the the era and what it's about. So group one, who are you taking? DiCaprio, uh, McConaughey, DiCaprio. Bale. I'll take DiCaprio. Okay. All right. Well, how about this? Then I'll take somebody else in the next grouping. Yep. I'll take first choice and we'll just go Sounds back. Sounds good. And... little snake draft. I like it. Go ahead. Yeah. Although you're picking first on. How about we do this? Mm-hmm. I do the next first on the next two, and then you do the next first on the next two after that. Sounds good. Go ahead. All right. So you took DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Um in a Chris Nolan film. Mm. DiCaprio's a good one. Yeah. You choose between McConaughey and Bale. Uh, Tough choice. I think I'll go McConaughey. Okay. 
That interstellar love is deep. Then group two, I'm going to go Chastain. Okay. Bastard. So who do you want? Anne Hathaway or Scarlett Johansson? I'm going to take Hathaway. Okay. All right. So then I get first pick again. That way I have, we each have one of the yeah. male and female. Uh, Tom Hardy. I think that's an easy one. You're a son of a bitch. You know that? You're taking all my fucking choices. I see why you did this. So you take the two best out of these two groups. I would have taken DiCaprio. All right. I'm going to take Hugh Jackman then. Um, all right. So group four, your choice. Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh, Cotillard, or Debicki? I take Cotillard. It's not a bad choice. They have worked together. Yep. You've seen the results of that. Yep. Um, as much as I like Debicki, I'm going to go Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I think you've got more possibilities with Maggie Gyllenhaal than you do with Elizabeth Debicki. So I think that's a great choice. Yes. Um, and then group five. Your choice. So it's Michael Caine or Killian slash Cillian, if you really want to. <laughs> uh, Murphy. I think I would take Michael Caine because what's a Nolan film without Michael Caine? Beautiful. I wanted uh, Killian. Yeah. So yeah. that works out for me. Yeah. All right. So did your I, cast is. Did I just remake uh, Inception? <laughs> I think I just remade Inception. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, you got DiCaprio, Hathaway, mm. you got Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Um, Cotillard and Michael Caine. Okay. And I have McConaughey, Chastain, Hardy, Gyllenhaal, and Killian Murphy. Okay. And so we get one more actor or actress. Um, oh, so anyone that's been in a Nolan film before, although we already had some already been in Nolan films, but uh, Guy Pierce, Elliot Page, Liam Neeson, Carrie Ann Moss. Well, these are all your choices. Um. No, it's your choice this time. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to like I'm looking at my cast as a whole. Yeah, and trying to figure out who would go best in that. Well, I can already tell you it's it's not Elliot Page because. <laughs> well, it could be anyone from a Nolan film. It doesn't have to be could these be. four. I, yeah, I need to think of who who are some of our other options we got going mm. here. Uh, David Oyelowo. Remember, he's the astronaut no. in Interstellar. Matt Damon is an Interstellar. Yeah, you got Matt Damon. Um, Inception. Ken Watanabe. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. And Joseph uh, Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Henry Thomas. Um, then Let's, in... What's the other ones that he's got? Well, I just thought of Memento, but we already have those on there. Guy Pierce plus Carrie Ann Moss. Dunkirk has uh, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. All right. Not for this so, cast. So does Tenet. Robert Pattinson. Um, sure, Robert Pattinson. What else? Joe, Joey Pants, who's in I, Memento. I am intrigued to see how that Batman comes out. I like the trailer so far. I like the trailer so far. I haven't seen it. I like all the stylistic choices that I've seen. Yeah. So at least they have a vision for it, and I like that. Um, all right. Well, amongst all of those. Yeah. And thank you for listing all of those. My brain didn't want to seem to work today. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go with first choice, best choice, kind of. This okay. is the first one that jumped out amongst all those, which is Liam Neeson. Okay. Liam Neeson. Oh, 
Okay, so what do, what do I have again? What do I have again? Let me see here. I got Every DiCaprio. person ever been. Robert and, Pattinson. And Hathaway. No, I'm looking at my oh. cast. DiCaprio and Hathaway. Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Cotillard. Uh, Michael Caine. And... Yeah, I didn't have the old white guy. Gotta get that in. Ooh, I'll take Heath Ledger from Dark Knight. I'll take Heath Ledger. It's a good choice. I'll take it Heath is a Ledger. good choice. Um... All right, so now we get what's it, the so we have to figure out the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, what is the movie going to be? About? Okay, okay. So if you want to make it a period piece or something, mine's a time travel movie. No, <laughs> with DiCaprio, Chris Nolan. What? Timey why man? Um, <laughs> Hal and Hardy are a couple. Oh no. Uh, ooh. No, Hathaway is the scientist who's come up with the um technology to send DiCaprio back in time. Uh, okay. and he send she's sending him to t- to the Titanic. Hugh Jackman and Marion Cotillard are a couple on the Titanic. Michael Caine is the captain of the ship, and Heath Ledger, um, is Billy Zane. Is <laughs> That's all you're doing is recasting fucking the Titanic. You had me until no. <laughs> we're sending him back to Titanic. So then these two are a couple. Heath like, Ledger just... is a rival time traveler who uh, what d- wants d- to sink the ship? Like, yeah, what, wants what to it? sink the ship because to him he is about. Was we're seeing? I don't know if you're watching Loki, but he's about preserving original so, timeline. So, so and, uh, he's trying to stop a variant, right? And ha- yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Hathaway wants to her. Uh, uh, great grandparents to live or something like that because she thinks it'll turn her life around or turn something around or save her parents in some way or grandparents and parents in some way. So that's her drive and motivation. But Heath Ledger is a rival person. Maybe he breaks into that lab, knocks her out and escapes into the time machine himself to track down DiCaprio. So it's DiCaprio versus Ledger on the Titanic to uh, uh, either signal that the iceberg is there or let it sink. So there you go. Um, but Hathaway's still back there doing her thing. So she's going to be back. And maybe she okay. even, in a desperate attempt to save her parents, jumps into the time machine herself. So now all three of them are on the Titanic. And we're having ourselves a hell of a battle all the way through this thing. And DiCaprio sees himself with Kate Winslet on the ship. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, under this logic, then. So, uh, what do you got? <laughs> I'm, uh, so Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> well, this is your movie, right? You can make up whatever travels you want. back in time. Are oh, you going to do a time one too? All right. To uh, to high school back high in school. Texas. Nice. And then Jessica Chastain plays the redhead from Dazed and Confused. <laughs> And Tom Hardy plays uh, the guy that was in. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Saving Private Ryan. I get your point. All right, I'll make a change. Okay, I'll put it on the Hindenburg then. <laughs> it's the same thing, but okay. <laughs> it's the same thing, but okay, fine. Uh, I don't know that the Hindenburg had as large a passenger pool, so maybe they're on the ground. Some of these people. There were a lot of people in Last Crusade on the Hindenburg. So, oh, was that just a regular airship? That was just a regular blimp. Okay. Um, I do like the idea. So taking 
cherry picking from Loki and making them like time yeah. authority individuals. That works. That's a Chris Nolan film done. Oh, totally. Lickety split. So they're basically trying to do the same thing. And now you just have, you know, yeah. McConaughey in the Owen Wilson role. But, <laughs> wow. Uh, a heisty type of. Yeah. A time heisty type of thing is very, it's a Nolan staple. Mm-hmm. Look at Tenet. Look at Inception. Uh, Nolan's version of Time Cop is what we're talking about. Uh, let's see. What else What else can we take Nolan's formula and apply it to? Um, well, I mean, the prestige is not about time. That's about, like, you know, messing yeah. with death. Technically, Memento is kind of about time. Yes, it is. And Interstellar is most definitely about time. That it is. Um, and obviously, you know, uh, Tenant and we were discussed. Dunkirk isn't. Dunkirk's all about just the war. True. In Dunkirk. So, but it's a much rarer occurrence. He deals yeah. with time quite a bit. True. So, what could you do? So, the last one was people trying to take possession and control of time mm-hmm. and to end all of time. Okay. And then before that, it was just the effects of time. Right. Um, so what about the manipulation of time? What about, like, uh, you want to speed things up? So you're oh. only going forward instead of going backward and whatnot. Wow. So. Okay. I don't I don't have much beyond that, but I'm just trying to flip I like the script it. on. So how how could you get away with a crime... Mm. Or prevent a crime if it's in the future and you don't that's, know that it's happened yet. That's Minority Report, isn't it? You're talking Minority well, Report. That's precogs, though. So there was some sort of other. Okay. What if you could find a grounded way to come up with that? Well, if she's got a time machine. What if she's from the future and brings the technology back with her? And then has to convince DiCaprio what it is. Keith Ledger is actually the other time person. And so he comes back chasing her, but then realizes he has to chase both of them in this whole situation. Kind of like uh, time after time, the, um, the old HG Wells film with uh, Malcolm McDowell and David Warner and Mary. Sure. Uh, I also like the idea of, because it seems like it could be very Nolan esque. There's only one way to check if your timeline is deviated. And it's mm. some, like some archaic, but they had to print something very particular and special and only you know about it type of thing. Like so if it. it deviates from the expectation of what it should be, you know something in the future has happened. Yep. Oh, I like that. So, something, something like that. And then he'll over explain it and it becomes totally. like, like quantum mechanics and entanglement. So it was like it was de-entangled. We de-entangled something that wasn't possible. Uh, yep. I, I, I don't know. It'll be two hours and 45 minutes. Absolutely. Anyway, so we'll take our co-writing credit right now. <laughs> and just, I think I would accept a passive royalty. Uh, I'll take executive producer, but I'll, I'll never be on set. Just pay me my money and my residuals, and I'm fine. My royalties, and I'm fine. I, I, I like how you, you came, make the film. You, make you the came film. in and just said, you know what? Um, I'll just take that throne over there. So yeah. that's but cool, I won't, right? But I won't mess with you. I'm just going to sit in the throne and play on my phone the whole time. You go make the movie you want to make. Yeah. Well, that's the exchange. 
Considering I'm the one that started this idea, now suddenly. Uh, what are you talking about? I'm the one that so so and so you as to my idea were forced to come up with your idea. Yes, so so I did without my, my inspiration, you would have never come up with the idea. So. Oh, okay, sure, sure. This this gets back to a conversation of apparently we created fire. <laughs> Here's my team of fifty. We did not land on the moon. We. <laughs> <laughs> did not make the dark night. Uh, some did, uh, and the rest experienced what that was did. like. <laughs> um, All right, let's wrap it up there, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you very time. much, Timothy. Appreciate your uh, uh, question. Hope you enjoyed our answers. Hope all of you enjoyed our answers and had some fun. This is the kind of uh, responses you can get uh, from the from Topic Thunder. Uh, please uh, come and be a patron, uh, patreon.com slash the top 10. See all the stuff we're doing there uh, and everything we got going on. And, you know, now is the time to support us more than ever. So please keep spreading the gospel of the top 10 as people are coming back to work now. Maybe get a little more expendable income. Maybe they start looking at the top 10 again. Start donating. Start supporting us. So if you haven't supported us and you're back at work and you're, you've got a few bucks lying around every month, please support what we're making and what we're doing here at the top 10. We haven't missed a beat pre, during, and post-COVID, if we are in post-COVID. We've been delivering shows to you every week, multiple shows for your enjoyment. So please show your support and uh, gratefulness or gratitude uh, back to us by supporting us on the Patreon. That's my pitch, Matt. Please do. We It, it means the world to us because it's helped us through this past year and three, four months, which have sucked. And uh, yeah. to have you guys still supporting us after this you know, long winter, so to speak, uh, means a tremendous amount to both of us. And our yeah. thanks. To everybody that does, we hope you enjoy the perks that uh, we try and offer up, and uh, it's yep. worthwhile for you. And uh, we're here for it every week, thanks to you guys. And that is it for me on the show this week. You can follow me at Matt Nost, but hit us up at Top Ten Show on Twitter or on Instagram and YouTube. It is forward slash the Top Ten Podcast with the number ten. There you go, and you can always follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. All right, y'all take care of yourselves, be well, and we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of Topic Thunder.